What's going on, passionate? It is your boy, Joel. I hope you guys are having an absolutely awesome day so far. Welcome back to A Dose of Passion, a part of the Passionate Podcast designed to evoke the passion of God and his people. What do we believe God's passion is? It is to see him rightly, know him rightly, and live out his glory until the ends of the earth. Whether this is your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, Welcome and welcome back. Guys, we're back into the swing of things. We were doing Get to Know Me episodes over the month of October, and those were so much fun. I had a ton of fun being able to answer uh, some questions and, of course, being able to introduce um, my guest host and, of course, my partner in Divine, Nikisha, my wife, onto the podcast. Definitely won't be the last time that you will get to hear from her for sure, but Before we dive into today's episode, you guys know what it is. We are going to touch on our three pillars. Now, if you've never listened to this podcast before, we believe there are three pillars that you need to live by, especially if you are going to be seeking after God. Number one, we believe that you should be spending intimate time with God in his word, in prayer, and in worship. Number two, we believe that you should be plugged into a local church community, whatever context that looks best for you. And of course, number three, that you are serving within that context, that local community. Okay, you guys ready? Haven't said it in a while, but here we go. It's time for a dose of passion. So guys, this week we're going to be touching on the idea of when we're in the midst of a chaotic moment, chaotic season, or troublesome time when we are challenged to ask the question when will it end like when is this thing going to be over now of course we're on a podcast so I can't really see your hands but let me know in your comment section in our comment section when have you experienced a chaotic moment where you just want this to be over whether it was a financial struggle, whether it was something impactful, spiritual, or something that you dealt with in your family, we've all been through moments in our life where we just want God to just make it all go away and just bring it all to an end. And I believe that God has a great encouragement for us in the midst of our waiting And a reminder of his character and his presence in that midst in time. And we get to understand that through one of my favorite stories in the Bible, which is the story of Joseph. So, guys, if you have your Bible, we're going to be diving deep through the story of Joseph. That's going to be Genesis 37 all the way up to chapter 45 as well. But we'll really be anchoring in chapter 39. 
So just to give a little bit of context, uh, Joseph's story starts in 37. And at that point in time, he is only 17, 18 years old when we're first hearing the this part of his story. Joseph, of course, uh, has multiple other brothers and he is his daddy's favorite, but he also got a little bit of a big mouth as well. <laughs> and Joseph being the daddy's boy that he is, his dad loved him so much. He hooked him up with some fresh clothes, some nice drip, <laughs> some drip that was a little bit better than what his brothers were getting. And of course, they weren't happy. Now, Joseph also was receiving dreams from God, God's putting stuff on his heart. And, you know, sometimes when you get a dream, you want to share that with other people. Well, for Joseph, that didn't really go too well. Needless to say, when he shared the dreams that God's put on his heart, uh, his brothers not only got jealous, but they put Joseph up for a rude awakening later on in the chapter joseph went to go check on his brothers like he always did and pretty much they were at the point where they want to kill the dude <laughs> all i'm saying is definitely read the full story because i'm not giving it full justice on how crazy this is needless to say joseph's brothers end up beating them down taking off his jacket and throwing them in a pit they were attempting murder, but thankfully, one of the brothers, uh, Reuben, was able to talk him out of it. They ended up selling him into slavery. And Joseph's journey for the next 13 years was an insane hijinks. He gets sold into slavery. In the midst of that slavery, he gets falsely accused of rape, even though he didn't do it. He gets sent to jail. Is faithful in jail, still gets forgotten even after being faithful, and it's just a whole mess. And one thing that we see from Joseph's life, it would have been really easy for him to ask the question in the midst of his chaos, brokenness, and mistreatment, and of course being forgotten, when will this end? When will this end? God, you see, I'm trying to honor you, trying to glorify you. God, you you see, I didn't do anything wrong. Lord, when will this be over? This can be an easy question for us to ask day in and day out, but it takes away from where God wants to shift our perspective to. Now, don't get me wrong. Being aware of the brokenness of our situation is very important. We cannot ignore or downplay chaos around us. Just saying, you know what, it isn't as bad doesn't really allow us to acknowledge what we're going through. Acknowledge what you are going through. Be truthful about how you are feeling. And if you are feeling broken, please be honest about it. But I believe God wants to redirect our eyes. You see, like I said, we're going to sit in chapter 39 of Genesis. And we hear this phrase repeated four times. Even in the midst of chaos, we start to realize that God is saying something not only to Joseph, not only to the readers, but especially to us in our situation as well. 
Four times throughout the ver- chapter of 39, it says the phrase, the Lord was with him or the Lord was with Joseph. Now, at this point, as you read through chapter 39, you see this is at the beginning of slavery. The beginning of when he's serving a part of his house. And even when he gets thrown into jail, it still says the Lord was with him. You see, in Psalm 46, verse 1, God is proclaimed in his character to be our refuge and our strength and our very present help in times of trouble. Even in the account in Genesis 1, at the beginning of Genesis 1, verses 2 and 3, it says the earth was dark, formless and empty. Darkness covered the waters and the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. Why are both of those verses important? Why do we use those in context together? For one specific reason, we see that the Lord was with Joseph in the midst of his chaos, in the midst of his trouble, in the midst of what we would call a dark moment. You see, God loves to remind us. That even in what seems empty, broken, void, chaotic, mistreatment, injustice, he is with us. And he's not just with us from a distance, but he is close. He is near. He is present. So what does that mean for us what does that mean in our encouragement as we look forward today? It, Like I said, the question that we need to learn to ask is not when will it end? When will this be over? But we need to remind ourselves, Lord, how close are you? God, how close are you? You said your spirit hovered over a dark and empty world. And God, you are still near to me now, ready to invade my darkness, my chaos, my calamity. It says of your character that you are a refuge and strength, that you are very present help in time of trouble. We see God's character on full display. So let us ask the question, Not when will our chaos end, but Lord, how close are you right now? Let's pray. Gracious God, Lord, I don't know every situation that's going on, but I do know, Lord, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of darkness, God, we have a very present help. Lord, we have a God that is available and ready to invade with his light into our darkness. God, would you come? Would you meet us? And even if that means that the trouble that we're going through doesn't disappear, Lord, may our eyes light up because your light has come to invade. You are close. So, Lord, would you draw close to us? We need you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I.
So usually at the end of this, I say that was a dose of passion. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you guys some practical questions to be able to take for your study and for your encouragement. We're going to break this down like our three pillars into three categories. One's going to be life application. Two's going to be one that's going a question that challenges our community and gets us talking amongst our friends. And of course, the last one is going to be about accountability. So one-to-one, making sure that we are open and honest and being able to grow. So for a life application question, very simple. Make sure that you read through the story of Joseph for yourself. Read through those other two verses that we talked about in Psalm 46, verse 1, and at the beginning of Genesis. And ask yourself this question. Why is the awareness of God's presence in the midst of our difficulty so important for us as a Christian? Make sure you take some time to pray that God will give you a greater awareness of his presence as well. For a community question, a question that we're going to be able to discuss amongst our group and amongst the groups that you guys are affiliated with, how can we be God's hands and feet to be present for our friends in the midst of their crisis? So how can we reflect the same characteristics that God shows off in this story to our friends and our family in the midst of their crisis? And as well, for an accountability question, make sure that you have a good accountability partner, whether it's a pastor, leader, elder, wife, friend, or, and of course, a counselor. And be honest. Where in your life does it feel dark, void, and chaotic? Take time to pray, discuss it out, be open, and let God's light come to invade. All right, guys. That is it for today. That was a dose of passion. Make sure to go follow us on our socials. The link will be in the show notes as well. And as well, we will be coming back every other week on Friday for brand new episodes. It's good to be back. Miss y'all. Grace and peace, family. Have an awesome day.